This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there and the features we give away because, well, that's the way a good talk show website should be. I think you'll find more for free at freetalklive.com than you'll find behind the paywall of most of those other shows out there. freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. Allie. And Mark. All right. So you can, again, take control of the airwaves here. Much to discuss. Carlos Miller has been arrested again. We've talked about Carlos a number of times in the past. We've had him on the show as well, and we'll likely have him on the show again here in a few weeks from the Liberty Forum. Uh, where, assuming he makes it, apparently. Right. Presuming he hasn't, doesn't have to go to court that weekend or something like that or that Friday uh, because, well, the Liberty Forum's coming up imminently, and he was just arrested, I think, yesterday or very, very recently. Uh, there's news on that over at uh, Free Keen, actually. And in addition to that, copblock.org. Carlos Miller writes, As many of you who follow me on the social networks know, I was arrested Tuesday night while covering the Occupy Miami police eviction. Or excuse me, evacuation. I was released Wednesday morning after spending several hours in the Miami-Dade County Jail. And I spent the next several hours retrieving my possessions from the police department across town. And then trying to recover video footage that the cops apparently deleted. Mm. And you think it should be like illegal or something for them to delete video footage. Yeah, I would think so. Tampering with evidence? Yeah. But well, they'll take the cameras, call them evidence, delete the video on them. Yes, it's they insane. Will. I mean, as long if you as you tamper with evidence, it's a crime. As long as the video is uh, you know, implicating toward them. Uh, you know, why else would they take it? Uh, is uh, just a question that I would have. I also fielded, says Miller, numerous calls from friends, reporters, and supporters offering me their help, and I gave two online interviews, including one on Thomas Hawk's Photo Talk Plus, which lasts more than an hour, and another one on a local program called Let's Talk About It. Now, Carlos Miller is the blogger behind Photography Is Not a Crime, and it is a blog that you can find over at Pixic. Oh, actually, I guess it's still linking to it from his website, carlosmiller.com. That's probably the easiest way to get there. Yeah, that'll take you right to the Pixic. Because the Pixic site is a big site. Uh, Pixic, Mm -hmm. Carlos Miller started doing his own blog, and then he kind of got brought into this Pixic website, which is a basically a photo-oriented kind of website with a, a variety of different bloggers. So he is one of the bloggers there, and he has the Photography is Not a Crime blog. So... He says the gist is that I was arrested for refusing to leave a public area, even though hordes of corporate journalists were allowed to remain, including one who recorded my arrest. Now, we just finished telling you a story last night about another independent journalist. Jim, what was his name? Fox? Uh, Josh Fox. Josh Fox. Another independent journalist who was arrested, this one uh, in D.C. At a, at a House panel hearing where he was arrested basically because they didn't like his politics. And here you have yet another independent journalist who is arrested because he's not one of the big media. And again, had Josh Fox been from CNN, I bet that scene would have gone down differently. In the case, uh, in this case, he's saying he was arrested right in front of the big media but because he didn't have that flashy Fox badge or ABC News badge. He went down. He's not in the club. 
He says, I've been holding off on writing this post in the hopes I can find that clip uh, that I thought I had shot in a find the clip that I thought I'd shot in the moments before my arrest, but after a very slow download, I have a bunch of unrecognizable MTS files, so now it's a matter of converting them to see if I retrieved anything from the arrest. I'll post it as soon as I can. This may take a while. When I first realized the clip leading to my arrest was not included, I thought perhaps I just wasn't recording, but then I noticed there were several other clips that I know I'd recorded that were missing. So it seems as if the cops deleted the last few clips I shot right before my arrest. Now, I presume that Carlos knows this, but in case you don't, if you have a video camera or your cell phone, whatever sort of video recording device you own, and it records to flash memory mm-hmm. or a hard drive, as opposed to, say, a DV tape, like about a decade ago, more people had DV cameras with the, the tape, little tiny little tape that yeah. you put in there. Uh, when that, when those DV tapes went away and it went to, I guess they are still making them, but they're less popular now than before. When they went to hard drive and flash flash uh, cards, that made it so you could undelete footage. And so if someone has deleted your footage, someone from the cops, odds are good that cop doesn't know enough to go further than to just delete it. Because in order to delete I it... I don't. <laughs> right. You would have to be aware of this. You would have to know how to solve this problem. In order to delete the actual footage, remember we talked about before, when you press the delete button on your computer, it doesn't delete the file. It just sets a marker on the file that tells your computer to not count it towards the, uh, to, to not count it as an actual file on the computer. To basically su- make it subject to being overwritten. But it doesn't actually overwrite it when you it's delete still there. it. It just uh, pulls off the, you know, the, the thing that holds it in place. Exactly. So... When they delete your file in the same way from inside your camera, and they delete your files there, which is what the cop's doing. He's just paging through your camera. Oh, I don't like that. I don't delete that. I don't delete that. And, uh, well, there's the same thing. <laughs> is that the stupid cop voice? Yes. I and uh, so... <laughs> How about the uh, the cop that would erase video voice? I wonder what that sounds like. How about the like? ignorant uh, cop voice? Because it's not nice to call people stupid unless... You know, it's actually I, I, a true I, statement. I could care less what his uh, mental acuity is. I'm concerned that he might be going through the ca- – and they do this all the time. And as far as I'm concerned, it should be completely unlawful. Um, sure. You know, I, I, that doesn't matter to me. What, con- what concerns me is that they're breaking the, – I don't know if it's breaking the law, that they're doing this, that they're uh, you know, stealing people's video, that they're destroying people's video. Right. And the way you can handle this is once you get your SD card back or your camera with a hard drive in it back, Take that and do not record on it again at that point. Do not record anything on it. As tempted as you might be, even if something happens uh, afterwards, don't record on it. Because as soon as you start recording other things, then there's the chance it's going to overwrite that deleted file. Y'all following me on yeah. this? So it uses up the space. that Since that deleted file is still taking up space and you're not saying you want to save it anymore, it's using that space to record the new video. Right. The file system will eventually overwrite that space, but as soon as it's deleted, it's not actually gone. So once you get the files or once you get the uh, the card or the hard drive back, you can take that, hook it up to your computer, and then run an undelete program on it. And uh, they bo- I believe they exist for Macintosh. I know they exist for Windows. Uh, you run this program and it will look at your card and it will tell you, oh, well, I found this, 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 and this. And here are the files that you can undelete. And then usually it's just a matter of selecting what you want and then clicking undelete and boop, it's, it's back. back. 
So keep that in mind if you ever encounter a situation like Carlos. He says, however, a television news videographer was on the scene and he recorded my arrest because I saw him pointing the camera directly on me as I was being handcuffed. But I don't know what station he's from and haven't seen it used in any of the news clips that I've seen on the evacuation. Uh, he says, I was covering the evacuation for Miami Beach 411, where I've been covering the Occupy Miami movement since it began last October. This is what happened. Miami-Dade County issued an evacuation notice to Occupy Miami, which had their encampment set up in a park in front of Government Center, which is County Hall, since October 15th. The order was they needed to evacuate by sunset, so the media was there to catch all the drama. Most of the activists were complying with the order because they're already focusing their efforts on other issues throughout South Florida, mainly addressing the huge foreclosure problem we have down here. But six activists decided they were going to stay in defiance. They had barricaded themselves behind some pallets and had linked arms and were prepared to go to jail to make their statement. As you should be if you're going to defy a police order to leave a place. So naturally, my goal, says Carlos, was to get as close to these arrests as possible to ensure the cops did not get physically abusive. It's a role that uh, someone with a camera can play. If you're there, you're a check on the violence of the police. The purpose of the media, I mean, as the founding fathers stated, the purpose of the media is to be a check on the government. We'll come back with more of uh, Carlos Miller and his blog about why he was arrested while the rest of the media looked on, arrested for being an independent journalist. It's not an uncommon story. Free Talk Live. BigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Venus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us over on our website, freetalklive.com. Webcam's there. You can watch, listen, and interact uh, I say interact because the chat room is built into the same page as the cam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. It's all free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by wisefoodstorage.com. You probably want to consider getting some food. If you don't have any, you know, something to store down in the basement, in the cellar, uh, to store it in the the food pantry, because, well, having something to rely upon in some kind of an emergency or desperate situation. I just saw uh, there's a huge blizzard hit Colorado. Oh, wow. There are going to be some people that are trapped, not able to get places for days on end in situations like that. You know, it could be you next. Maybe it's something as simple as you lose your job and, you know, you want to have something to fall back on. If you lose your job, you may not have necessarily the money coming in that you expect. And so it would be nice to have some food that you can rely on that's going to be there. And Wise Food Storage is going to be there. This stuff will last you for a long time. It's sealed for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches that carry a 25-year shelf life. And it's it's not, you know, garbage. This is good food. We've tried it. And you can try it too because they're going to give you a free entree sample. All you have to do is call them up at 855-FOODWISE. That's 855 855- 
foodwise or visit them online at wisefoodstorage.com. Use promo code FTL when you're ready to order and you'll get free shipping on your order, which is you know pretty important when you're ordering heavy, bulky food products uh, through the mail. So free shipping with code FTL, but call them first or get them online and get that free sample and you'll see what we're talking about. You'll see that this stuff is really good and it's going to last you a long time. So wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. We're talking about Carlos Miller arrested again in Miami. So this is not his first time. In fact, the last time, uh, one of the last times he got arrested, he was completely exonerated from that situation. It was when he origi- when he was originally arrested for the first time. He was, uh, I guess, happened to come across a pullover, a police scene on the side of the road. And as an independent photojournalist, he pulled over, pulled out his camera and started snapping photos. And it wasn't long before. Why not? Right, it's his job. That's and what he, he wasn't does. being pulled over. No, okay. he was just, he was just driving down the road, and saw a scene, and pulled over to to check it out. It's news. So could be news. Well, right, and they decided that they wanted to crush this uh, man's individual initiative and stop him from recording or photographing their situation. So he was surrounded by the police. In fact, when you go to the photography is not a crime blog at carlosmiller dot com, the photo at the top of the the header photo is from that night where he was literally surrounded by uh, police officers attempting to intimidate him and who inevitably uh, ended up arresting him. So give you some idea of what he was dealing with back then. Uh, he was uh, exonerated after fighting this in court, and I don't recall what uh, exactly happened after the after the fact, if he got some sort of a settlement or not. But either way, they don't learn their lesson. The police, just because you hold some of them accountable, maybe you, you have a success in court as a camera person at one point, doesn't have any bearing on how they will behave a year in the future. I mean, he's in the same city, Miami, and the cops arrested him. So clearly, you know, he didn't get the uh, the badge of, hey, leave me alone. I beat you in court out of this. Yeah, apparently not. Okay, so back to his story. He is at uh, my he's in Miami. He's covering the Occupy movement. And basically, the Occupy folks were told to leave, as many of the Occupy movements have been told. I didn't even know Miami was still going on. I guess there are still some Occupies that have been happening where people have still been camping throughout the, the last couple months, even though there hasn't been a whole lot of news necessarily that's been reaching us about it. Again, just because it doesn't reach us doesn't mean it isn't happening. Uh, but six activists decided to stay. Most everybody left. But six decided to stay. They barricaded themselves behind some pallets and had linked their arms and were ready to go to jail to make a statement. And Carlos points out that it's his goal as a photographer to get as close as he can to ensure that the cops didn't get physically abusive. At one point, police corralled the media. Or for whatever reason, he, you know, I mean, <laughs> whatever his reason is. He's a photographer. He wants to get close. That's what they do, right? You want to get the best shot. Police corralled the media behind uh, yellow tape, but several of us remained in the park, including a few reporters and a bunch of activists. Then almost 100 police officers donned in riot gear, surrounded the park while ordering everyone out through a megaphone. They then started marching towards us with their shields in front of them. Shall we read the uh, First Amendment says the right to peaceably assemble? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, well, you give know, people I, a little refresher course. You know, because I mean, people will often, uh, you know, this is public property. They shouldn't be doing this or that or the other thing. And it says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. If these people weren't assembling and petitioning their government for a redress of grievance, I don't know what they're doing. 
He says, so we all marched backwards as they marched towards us. Many of the activists were taunting, mocking, and insulting the cops, and I just kept recording as many others did. They forced us out of the park onto the sidewalk, which is city of Miami jurisdiction. So several minutes uh, – so after several minutes of activists and police squaring off against each other, a multitude of Miami police officers came marching towards us. About 150 cops in riot gear combined then forced the crowd back a few blocks with the activists continuing to dance in front of them and yelling at them. At one point, police announced that everybody in the block in front of them was under arrest, which prompted the activists to disperse quickly. It was pretty surreal considering how defiant they had been, but I guess they figured the cops were going to make good on their word. But I was taking my cue from the other journalists in the area, which included a writer for the Miami Herald, a photographer, the, photographer for the Herald, and about three videographers from local news stations, as well as their respective reporters and a handful of others I did not recognize. At one point, the cops marched right past those journalists, which clearly indicated they were not among the ones who were going to get arrested. But I kept moving backwards as the cops moved towards me, even though at this point I was the only one in front of them. My plan was to make a left at the next block and just walk back to my car and go home to edit my video. But as I rounded the corner, another group of cops in riot gear was marching up. Mm -hmm. Seeing how the other journalists weren't bothered, I asked if I could walk past them on the sidewalk to get to my car, but one of them blocked my way. So I walked back toward the intersection and watched both lines of cops plant themselves on their respective corners. At this point, the only other way out of the area was to walk underneath the I-95 overpass, which would have placed me alongside the Miami River and completely away from my car. So I asked one of the officers in riot gear, the first line of cops... In the first line of cops, if I would be allowed to walk past them to get to my car, and he ignored me. So I figured the best thing to do is find the commanding officer and explain my situation. <sighs> Maybe he should have walked the other direction. <laughs> Just gone along the Miami River yeah. and then circled around. Just take it easy for a while. Um, but, you know, hindsight's hindsight, always twenty twenty right? I mean, in these you know, situations. The way he sees, well, to me, what this says is, hey... I'm a journalist. He didn't see this as anything but I'm a journalist being a journalist. Right. I'm not here to challenge you, essentially, was his message to these police. I'm just here to record this. Now you guys are going crazy, so I'm going to leave now. Yeah, and he tries to talk to the cop, and the cop's like, I'm a robot. You can't talk to me. (laughs) What's with that with the police? They are just not friendly at all. In those situations. Yeah. So I asked one of the officers, he said, if I could walk past. Keep in mind, there were several journalists in the area, including several behind the first line of cops on 3rd Avenue. I asked the, as I asked the officer if she would allow me to walk back to my car, which was at the government center, she immediately began yelling out, Arrestee! Arrestee! Well, guess what happened next? 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Press freedom in America. Yeah, First Amendment, all that. Mm-hmm. 855-453, you take control, bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that uh, we have there for you. 
And you can also uh, enjoy stuff like our webcam and the bulletin board system, different ways for you to interact with other listeners. The BBS is essentially our forum, and we actually post the show notes there. So a lot of the stuff we'll talk about on the air, we'll post it there over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free like the rest of our website, bbs.freetalklive.com. Jason Osborne, one of the principals over at SACL CAI, is uh, going to be the guy running Porkfest this year. Him and his, uh, awesome. his uh, lovely wife. And their family going to be handling Porkfest, and that should be very exciting. And I was talking to him today, and he has another exciting thing to announce about the the Free State Project. So uh, keep your ears open on the Osborne airwaves, and you'll find out sometime in the near future this uh, very exciting news. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI can handle it. They do collections early early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. You can uh, see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, so uh, we've been talking about Carlos Miller's arrest. Uh, He's the guy behind photography is not a crime, and you can go to carlosmiller.com to read his account and see a lot of the other coverage he's been doing. Because since he was arrested a a few years ago in Miami for basically shooting uh, video and taking photos of an accident scene or some sort of a pullover, the police pullover on the side of the road, he has been the man when it comes to covering photography-related arrests by the police across the country. This and, is important stuff. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's really kind of gotten his activist cred as well, uh, putting himself back out there, not letting the fact that he's been arrested once uh, sway him away from being arrested again. He's been you know, putting himself in da- dangerous situations with uppity cops that want to you know, put a stop to all this press freedom stuff. And uh, they once again uh, foisted their way upon him a few nights ago in Miami as he was attempting to document what was going on with – uh, Occupy Miami being routed out of a uh, a public park of some sort, and he ended up kind of getting pushed down the street with the rest of the Occupy people, even though he was with, at one point, the rest of the media, and the media was right nearby. They didn't treat him like they treated the Fox News guys and the, uh, you know, the big, the big guys, ABC. the ABCs, those folks. And so we're at a, a point in the story here where – he is trying to get back to his car, and he's he's ready to not be, or you know, he doesn't want to be arrested necessarily. But, All done, but he does want to be uh, able to to photograph this scene. So he's unfortunately on the wrong side of the police line, and he asks one of the officers that if he could get to his car, and was ignored. But then, when he asked an officer if she would allow me back to his car, he which uh, she then began yelling out, "Arrestee, arrestee." That prompted several cops in riot gear to apprehend me in a very aggressive manner while ordering me to relax. I told them I was relaxed and that there was no need for them to tackle me. I turned to my left and saw the news videographer recording my arrest, so I lifted my arms to show the world that I was not resisting. The woman cop demanded to know if I had any drugs or weapons, which I said no, but she kept asking, and I kept saying no. I told him I was a journalist, as if all the camera gear wasn't an indicator of that. You know, this guy isn't just carrying his uh, cell phone. Yeah. He is carrying professional photography gear. Uh, but not to say that you shouldn't be uh, able to be the press if you have a cell phone, and that's all. Indeed. I, I just think that it—I it, uh, mean, the the claim that they sort of make is that, uh, you know, that you don't have the credentials. You're not uh, legitimate enough. But, I mean, this guy's geared up. I also have a— 
that's weird when she yells out arrestee. Is that how they usually do these things? Where if you just yell something, it's basically like a code word for everyone to jump on top of you? Or yeah, I have no idea. I mean, that's just kind of strange. It's it, creepy. I would. <laughs> I mean, I, why didn't she arrest him? I right. told him maybe she was in charge. I told him that as a jur- I was a journalist, as if all the camera gear wasn't an indicator of that. She told me that I was getting arrested because I defied their orders to leave the area. So I asked about the other journalists, but she didn't respond to that. I was taken. Stop making sense. I was charged with obstruction of justice and resisting arrest without violence. Even though the cops wrote that I was taken into custody without incident on the arrest report, they also said I was ordered to leave the area for my safety. Then I learned. Then I learned that the cops screwed up and did not include the statute number for the obstruction charge. So now I'm only facing the resisting arrest charge, which seems to be the story of my life. If you remember, I was convicted of resisting arrest in 2008 after I was acquitted of several other charges stemming from my 2007 arrest for photographing the cops, even though it doesn't make sense to be convicted of resisting if there are no other underlying charges to actually resist. <laughs> Nothing to have been arrested for. We've seen this happen up here. It happens everywhere. I did have that conviction reversed in an appeal, and the state's attorney's office chose not to pursue the matter. Then I was charged with a single count of resisting arrest in 2009 after photographing a Miami Beach cop against his wishes. That case was dropped when he failed to show up to trial twice. And now I'm facing a single count of resisting arrest, even though the arrest report clearly states that I was taken into custody without Without incident. incident. So it obviously doesn't take too much to make these cops look like idiots. Five Occupy Miami activists were also arrested, but none of the original six who were willing to get arrested. Two of them were charged with a felony inciting a riot after they were dancing in the streets while the cops marched towards them. And another three... That's riotous if I've ever heard of it. Mm -hmm. Dancing in the streets. Isn't that what Lionel Richie was talking about? He was. Or was that dancing on the ceiling? I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah, you're right. That was dancing on the ceiling. Someone was dancing in the streets. Dancing in the streets was a good one. Dancing in the streets. Yep, exactly. And another three were charged with loitering and prowling after they were sitting there in their pickup truck a few blocks away waiting to transport fellow activists. What does loitering and prowling mean? Their charges have since been dropped. I've included him. Uh, he says he includes a map below so you can get details. Daytime. Loitering and prowling in the daytime. So there you go. That's the uh, the latest from Carlos Miller. Again, uh, cracked down upon by the police. Another, uh, in case you needed more, Martha and the Vendellas, by the way, according to our board operator. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes. Uh, so if only you, I'd have known that, I'd be, a, I'd be a world-class talk show host. In case you needed more evidence that this whole freedom of the press thing is a huge joke, now you have it. And don't worry, in case this hasn't convinced you, there will be more. Next week. Mm-hmm. Just keep an eye on Tomorrow, uh, maybe. Right. We, we don't read every story that goes through photographyisnotacrime.com. No. My goodness, if you, no. If this is your key issue, keep an eye on this blog from yeah, Carlos sure. Miller. Because I see these stories as a couple of times a week, it seems like. Three days ago from Photography Is Not a Crime, Memphis police delete photos from journalist's cell phone camera. Just keeps going. I mean, it four days ago, stop. Florida man confident confiscated video will prove his innocence. Spent 24 hours in jail on a felony wiretapping charge last week. Is confident he the video he recorded will not only prove his innocence but will prove the Northport police chief is a liar. We came from we came from around that area. Yeah, well, four days ago, <laughs> Got nothing nice to say about Northport. Houston police accused a beating woman trying to record them. Six days ago, man convicted after recording police plans appeal in Tampa. Just goes on, and that's just within the last six days. Just goes on and on. One week ago, Florida deputy tries to intimidate man from recording traffic stop. There's no shortage of these things. Mm. And I doubt Carlos Miller even comes across all of them. Yeah, how could he? 
So let's go to your calls, your thoughts. Shane is on the line in Iowa. Shane, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hey, what's up? I want to tell you guys uh, something that happened when me and my buddy went bowling last night. We were just going out for a nice evening with some ladies that uh, didn't want to get arrested, but that changed when they decided to bring the Gestapo in and block all the entrances and exits. It was like a SWAT team. It was like a like a heist. They come in and block every single exit, every single entrance, and ask for your papers, please. Yeah, wow. Every, and what, what were you saying? They do it once a week? Uh, that's what the bartender was saying, that once a week, eight cops come in and try to bust all the underage drinkers out there. It was just six girls. Yeah, six college girls. It was her 20th birthday. She had a couple fakes. They just wanted to have a good time, not harming anybody. And the cops came in harassing everybody. Yeah, and actually, a lot of girls weren't even drinking. Yeah. Um, so did they, they make any arrests? $170 tickets, and two of them got arrested. They went to oh my jail. God. Oh, yeah. my God. And these For were your friends, or they were somebody on another lane? Uh, no, these were all our friends. It was pretty much just a bar, like evacuated for some reason but we were still that can't there be good for business no way i mean can you imagine yeah, right they, like we were saying maybe this guy didn't pay the police chief enough or that's yeah. that's what it sounds like to me it's it sounds awful if you want to tell more of the story you're welcome to stick with us we'll bring it back 855-450-FREE the SACL cai toll free line cops picking on kids they're just bullies it's free talk the state owns the land but they don't own the water to be free today you need a boat not just any boat a life yacht It's a stable catamaran, as big as a house, that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. Like the do, dial in toll free at 855 CAI toll free line 1 855 450 3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there on the house. So enjoy those, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you may shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You can enter Amazon through the links that you'll find there. There are different Amazons for different countries. Click in the right one for you and get your shopping taken care of. It's the same Amazon experience that you're used to if you've been to Amazon before. You're just entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. So right, so there's no the prices aren't any higher. No. The service won't be diminished in any way. Same great Amazon. You're just entering through our door. So go to shop.freetalklive.com. Dot com to get your shopping taken care of. All right, so here tonight with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Right back to your phone call. Shane is with us, uh, with uh, somebody else. Who, who else is on the line with you, Shane? Uh, this is Shane and Jimmy. Shane and Jimmy from Iowa calling about a, a situation at a bowling alley. You'd gone to celebrate a birthday of, a, of a, I guess, a, a friend of yours, and it was, you know, you were just having a good time at the bowling center when apparently the police decided to show up and shake the whole place down. And you say that this is apparently something that happens on a regular basis. Did you just find out last night that it happens there on a regular basis? Because if I'd known that it happened on a regular basis and I was with somebody yeah, who was no, underage. Yeah, no, it's been pretty cool when I go there, but 
Yeah, the bartender said that they do it once a week to bust underage drinkers. That is insane. I mean, it's just they are clearly targeting that business for some reason, uh, and it's just awful. There's, but it's a bowling alley. Like, we yeah, went bowling. there to bowling for a leader. Yeah, the girls wanted to go bowling, some of them. Some of them had fakes, yes, which is against the law, but they're 20 years old. They're not real criminals. Harboring Jews is against the law. You don't want to be doing that. Right. Either. I mean, I, I told the cop there's real criminals out there you could be busting instead of harassing girls trying to enjoy their Yeah, but it's a lot easier to pick on, uh, you know, they love that. girls. <laughs> Because uh, they're bullies. I mean, they're bullies. They they hurt peaceful people. Uh, if they actually had to go after real criminals, then they'd put their lives on the line. And, you know, they don't really want to do that. Officer safety and all that. So tell me about the actual, how this went down. Yeah. Tell it like it is, man. Sir, <laughs> uh, what was that question? I was, uh, I was saying, tell me how this went down. You're bowling and then uh, the cops show up. Give me more detail on what uh, what happened. Okay. So, I, well, I was at the bar grabbing a drink. The girls and you are, are how old? Their friends. I'm 23. Okay. And these girls were 20 years old, so everything was legal there. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I'm at the bar grabbing a drink. They're bowling with their guy friends from college. Out, they go to a college right uh, in Dubuque out here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, we turn and look out of the elevator, and eight cops come out of the elevator. One of them blocks the stairwell exit. The other cop blocks the elevator, and they just start asking everyone for IDs. Everyone who was 21 and older had an ID left. They, they had two cops, they said, undercover in plain clothes, pointing out the girls that they had that were fake IDs. So they pre-knew who was drinking who wasn't. They pulled them out, asked for IDs, wrote them all tickets. And on my way out, I told the cop, like I said before, that this is... Pretty much you're harassing innocent girls for trying to enjoy their college years when there are real criminals out there. And if he said if I said one more word to him, he was going to arrest me. Mm. And, I, and that's when I kind of just laughed. I kind of wanted to avoid that. Did, yeah, anyone, did. did anyone have a smartphone? <laughs> anyone have any way of uh, video recording this? I had a smartphone. You know, I, that's a good point. Next time, maybe I should go next week when they do it again and videotape <laughs> it because I think it's outrageous. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't think of that at the time, but that's a great idea. Be prepared for jail. Yeah, that's right. Be prepared. I mean, obviously, if you record things, the cops don't like that either. And uh, so these ladies are facing fake ID charges, uh, underage possession. What are, what are they looking at? Seven hundred seventy dollars. I think they gave him a public intox and underage drinking, and the one girl didn't even drink, and they still gave her a three hundred dollar ticket. She blew point zero zero. That's crazy. That's Why happened did- to me before. What? Yeah, I've I was arrested and charged with uh, DUI when I blew zero point zero zero, but I had it all what? expunged. How, do- how does been- that happen? They just they don't care. They just <laughs> think that you're just going to go through it and just submit to them, but it's absurd. So, guys, uh, you said they're facing these charges, and what's what's next? Courts? Uh, are they going to go to court? Are they going to take uh, they the plea deal? They got arraignment on March first. We got a list of questions that should put them on the defensive. However, um, I don't know. We don't really know how much evidence they have either. If they really did have military reconnaissance in there, I mean, what what is it that what would have happened if you had told them? Oh, well, I don't want to show you my ID, or I don't have an ID to, to show you. What what do you think would have happened then? One one kid said that, and he said. I know you have a fake. We had undercover cops in here, and if you don't give me ID, we're going to charge you with more charges. That's what they told them. Wait, so that would imply that they have undercover cops taking IDs, realizing they're fake, and then giving them back and serving alcohol? Is that the idea? That yeah, they're, creepy, right? They're serving it alcohol like to people the when so, they know that they're fake IDs. Wait, the undercover cops are working at the bowling alley? Is what oh, no, saying? no, no, no. They were, they were just in plain clothes acting as uh, people bowling. Or oh, the, I see. 
And they were somehow right. able to discern whether or not someone had a, a fake ID from standing nearby? I, I don't know. This sounds like one of those things that cops will just say. They act like they have more information than they mm, do so that be. you will give up more information. They always do that. Cops do do that all the time. Hey, they guys, lie to you. keep us in the loop. Let us know what happens here. And it is a policing it, technique. It wasn't exactly the help we were looking for. Here's the funny part of the whole story. There's a uh, light at the end of the tunnel. We asked for help earlier in the morning. Actually, Jimmy got his keys locked in his car, and uh, they told us to piss off. Call, call <laughs> they said, "Call tow truck." What happened yeah. to serving the public? You get harassed. So this was on the out. way out. This was on the way out of getting kicked out earlier, of the bowling center. Right earlier that day. So uh, yeah, we got helped, but not the help. Not what you were looking for. Hey guys, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. Sounds like they're having a good Friday night. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. They sound like college students. Yes, they do. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And nobody deserves this. Nobody's getting harmed. It's just some people enjoying a night bowling, and the the cops are just so mean. And there's no reason for this. Not no reason except fundraising. And to ruin some young people's lives and to give them a criminal record. Well, the, the police are enforcing the law as it is uh, written, and I agree that they should that they that they they could have other priorities in these circumstances. Well, there's plenty of laws that they don't enforce. Uh, there, there certainly are, um, but at the same time, the legislators are the ones out there that uh, obscene hell bent on creating laws that uh, incentivize that uh, force people to have their children taught about the important as the, the important aspect of life called alcohol consumption mm-hmm. by pimply faced teenagers. I mean, this is what these laws do they prevent people from teaching their kids how to consume alcohol at home home whether it's a little bit of beer with the pizza or whether it's some wine with the spaghetti or whatever it is there you know alcohol consumption is left until you're oh i don't know 14 15 16 and it's left to the the pimply faced teenagers that at least that's how my life was and i suspect it's not diff- too much different for too many other people i mean let's have some reasonable laws here about if if we're gonna have any laws about the consumption of alcohol as if you know you need that i mean in ireland if you can go up to the bar if you're old enough to if the bartender will serve you it's 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 Mm -hmm. fine i mean somehow it should be they make it um in other countries without these these laws you know it's the it's the pure they probably don't have the same level of abuse that uh, background the puritan christian background of the united states that uh that that you know causes all this stuff and then you teach kids to binge drink yeah, I don't understand what the legislators are thinking. I mean, didn't they drink under the age of 21? They've smoked pot. I mean, you know, the, we, the last three presidents have smoked pot, but still the, the none of continues. them did anything about the, uh, the, yeah. the bad pot laws. Well, we couldn't possibly offend the police and re- repeal a law. I mean, the, that would upset the police. It certainly does. And none of those police honestly think that they cleared the streets from any underage drinkers driving home. Of course. They can't honestly think that. That's not the only well, right. place in right. It wasn't about town. drinking and driving. It was about just tr- cracking down on underagers because well, right. they let everybody who's 21 out of the bar. Everybody who was 21 was able to walk out. So they were probably tipsy and uh, you know, some people probably drove home right that instant. Rather than <laughs> waiting know? around for themselves to sober up a little more or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. W- I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, the, cop- the cops are all in the Time bar. out of there. <laughs> I so, am out of there. So you can share your story. You can bring up what you want, 855-450-FREE. Maybe you support this. Maybe you are the one person, because I doubt there's more than one listening. Maybe you're the one person out there who actually thinks, this is a good thing. We teach those kids a lesson. Who do they think they are going out and trying to make decisions like they're adults? They're only 20. Uh, Yeah. 
I think people should be able to do what you suggested, Mark, and drink wherever it is and whenever it is that they can get served. That is the most sensible policy, not having some one-size-fits-all rule, having the marketplace decide what is or who is and who is not an appropriate customer. That makes the most sense to me. But the laws, you know, they're not based on sense. They're based on some arbitrary uh, bureaucrats deciding who should do what with their lives. One day it's against the law for you to drink. The next day it's not. Toll-free number is 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com. Take control here at 855-453. Coming up in other police news, well, some cops shot a boy with autism. We'll tell you about the details. It's Free Talk Live. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of this program. You can, of course, bring up anything. We call it Free Talk Live because you're free to call in and talk about anything you want. And the show's live seven nights per week. Here with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And uh, once again, freetalklive.com. The number here, 855-450-FREE. Let's continue here with your calls and your thoughts. Still to come, the police shoot an autistic boy, and Ali is going to tell us about another kind of drinking age. We just had a call from some guys, if you're just now tuning in, some guys who were allegedly at a bowling alley recently when the cops came in to shake the place down and bust underage drinkers. Well, there may be a new drinking age coming soon if some lawmakers get their way. Uh, Ali will uh, discuss that. But first, we go to Greg listening in Texas. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Ali, and Mark. Hey. hey, Greg, what's yeah, on your mind today? Um, yeah, about about 10 years ago, there was some statistics that I ran across. Um, in Texas, they passed an average, well, back then at least, an average of 900 new laws per year, which, although some of those laws are alterations to existing laws, mm-hmm. and I know, I know several cops personally, um in the South Texas area, and um, and I asked him, how do, how do you know when you pull some over, someone over, how do you know to pull someone over for a violation? And they said, well, we got a book in the car. And I said, well, do you drive around looking at the book? And it's like, well, no. It's like, if we pull someone over, we can look up in the book to see what laws they've broken. Sure. Because they don't know what they all are, but uh, certainly all yeah. law-abiding, all the law-abiding citizens out there have sat down every single year and read all nine hundred or seven hundred or however many. It's forty thousand in the United States, right? Everyone yeah. obviously takes time out of their their year to sit down and uh, you know enjoy a, a nice uh, smoke or drink and and uh, sit back and read through all of the new. Oh, legislation that's illegal now in some places to smoke and drink and read the law. You mean I'm just any of that? 
Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Uh, but no, of course not. Nobody reads this crap. How could they? It's 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 almost completely unreadable if you've ever actually tried to read this uh, this stuff. Oh yeah, it it's actually it's like reading a, a lawyer's contract. It's 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 a joke. Yeah. But the um. It's written by lawyers. <laughs> oh yeah, but the, there's no way anybody read all that many laws or legislature. There's it's it's an impossibility to actually interpret every single thing they pass. It's true. It's humanly impossible to be able to digest all of the the laws that are released, not only just in uh, the U.S. but uh, but even within one's own state. Uh, it's 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 an impossibility. And what you're saying about there being uh, on average 900 new laws created a year. I know you're saying it's like an old statistic, but I'm sure it's growing just because uh, I don't know. In nature, government always grows. That's all it does is just continues to grow. The idea of a limited government. While it's nice as it seems, it just it tends to grow sort of like, you know, I don't necessarily like the analogy of a cancer, but yeah, it's it's sort of like an addiction. Well, the thing is also the um, like when they when they passed the handgun laws where we could have concealed carry, that's all we're allowed in Texas and you have to pay. It's pretty expensive in Texas. Hold on. Um, in Texas, you can't open carry. No. Wow. You cannot open carry. Wow, I, you know, Texas, I always kind of thought that Texas was a little more open-minded towards firearms, but I guess not, huh? Yeah, but we're we're pretty much a conservative state, though, which is kind of odd living here. But the um, um, I mean, after all, Bush is from here, so there's an example. But the um, so is Ron Paul. The thing is, is <laughs> when they first passed the law allowing us to open, I mean, to conceal carry, if you get a license, go through all their stuff. Um, the law says you can't carry, um, it in a weapon into a place, even though it's concealed, it serves more than 51% of their business is alcohol. (laughs) Well, number one, but they didn't clarify it. So basically it was my opinion as to whether or not the bar and grill serves more hamburgers or beers. (laughs) So then, so they later on, about a year or two later, a guy got arrested for it. So they had to. Because it was, I mean, you take your kids there, like a bar and grill, you know, go get a, you sure. know, whatever. So who, who stops it? Who stops when they enter into a restaurant and uh, asks the, uh, you know, this one of the servers or the uh, the person at the the door, the hostess, uh, excuse me, what percentage of your sales is uh, is in alcohol? Who stops and does that? I need to determine yeah, whether so, or not to bring my gun in here. Right. So they had to change. So they amended it, altered, you know, added on to it. Which counted as a new law being passed, actually, through the legislature, where they it was the responsibility of the establishment to post a sign within so many feet of their door. So when you walked up there, you knew whether or not a gun handgun was allowed. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of stores, just regular like Walmart and grocery stores and all those, that will put a little sign on their door that says they don't allow. Um, weapons. But the problem is, if you actually go to the state's website, the sign has to be something like three feet by two feet tall with That's lettering. That's a big at least sign. Post. So, yeah, and their intent is that if you're going to post it, you're going to make it obvious. And I, I think the legislature's also made it where you had to make a big enough sign where nobody would want to do it, so it wouldn't restrict us, actually. But, so maybe they were thinking a little bit there. 
<laughs> yeah, I wouldn't give him that much. I wouldn't give him that much credit. But uh, Greg, uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, that's mainly what it is. It's just how they're going to track anything. It's it's whatever they decide to pull up on. You know. Thanks, Greg. Then there's no shortage of laws out there. There's always something that you've broken. There's always some sort of uh, law at any moment in your life that you're likely breaking. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who figured it out, but what was it? The average American commits three felonies a day, or some some claim like that. And I was talking to a, I was Thanks, talking Greg. to a friend of mine um, who <laughs> she was uh, she was having some trouble sleeping, and she had just had an operation or something like that. She uh, was telling me a story about how she traded with another friend of hers uh, some. Uh, some sleeping pills for some pain pills or something like that. Prescriptions? Like, yeah. Felony. Like a felony. <laughs> That's what, you know, felony. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I was talking with somebody the other day. They had uh, taken a friend's Adderall or something like that, and that's a felony there. And it's just – this stuff happens all all the time to everybody. I mean everyone's adult enough to make these decisions. We're all mature enough to make decisions for ourselves, but the government says, no, no, you belong in a jail cell because you medicated yourself. I mean, saying we're, to a doctor. we're all mature enough to make decisions for ourselves may sound like you're saying that everyone makes mature decisions. And that's not necessarily true, but there's no way to keep people from making bad decisions for themselves because that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's for themselves. So you have to allow people to make bad decisions so they can learn. You can't no, force people to learn. No, we must put them in a cage if they make a bad decision because we have to make a bad decision worse. <laughs> that's the way we do it in America. Don't you understand, Ellie? <laughs> It's crazy. I'm learning slowly yeah. how yep. we do it in America. That's what it's all about. 855-450-FREE. And, of course, if we intimidate them, scare them, put them in a cage, we'll just offer them a plea deal. And, uh, you, oh, well, we'll let you out of the cage, uh, little lady there. Uh, we'll talk about the young ladies that got busted for the uh, the underage drinking hey, last know. hour. We'll offer better plea deals to the ones with less melanin in their skin, too. Because mm. this, I mean, this is documentable. Oh, sure. Sure. So, yeah, we'll give you this plea deal, and you can get out of the jail cell if uh, mom and dad come down and give us $700. How's that sound? Deal? Deal. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, that's another good reason to pick on college kids, right? Because mommy and daddy are going to pick up the tab. You don't really have to. Seems reasonably safe. It's, it's like they're like basically uh, cash cows walking around. It's true in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. One eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. So, uh, still to come here, the drinking age for sugar. Allie, where is this coming from? Who is proposing it? This is coming from a scientist, uh, Robert Lustig. And so it's not a politician. It's a, it's a scientist. No, this is a scientist in quotations. I mean, he's a scientist, but he's mixing his science and his politics, and I don't appreciate it. It sounds like he wants to be a politician with a proposal like this, a drinking age for sugar. We'll talk more about it in a moment here. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number, plus cops shoot an autistic boy. Oh, yeah, shoot and kill the autistic boy. We'll give you the details there as well. You can bring up anything. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those. Uh, again, freetalklive.com features including the Shrine of Female Listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. This is what you should have been taught in civics class in high school, but not so much. Until until you know all the rules about how to use the court, how to move the court, how to uh, you know get, get evidence, uh, how to object, all the different bases of objections. Until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com. Download all the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flow charts, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletters. Use the free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos. Then buy the course. It's Jurisdictionary.com. When you, when you check out, be sure to use the pull-down menu. Let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, so still to come, we'll get into the details on the soda, the proposed soda uh, drinking age or sugar drinking age. But first, Seth is in Orlando. And Seth, you're on Free Talk Live at the end, Allie and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? What's on your mind, Seth? Um, I was just, you know, I listened uh, to you guys for, you know, for uh, I think maybe years now. And uh, love hearing, you know, not really love, but, you know, I'm always fascinated by all the police brutality stories. Mm. And I was wondering, have you ever had a show where you gave, like, a serious discussion to, like, private policing? Oh, and sure. And how, how we can move towards, you know, more equitability and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, less immunity and accountability to our, you know, to, to police? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can go over some of that stuff. Uh, I think a good resource for folks is The Market for Liberty, which I found to be a very enlightening book on this particular subject. It was the book that kind of turned me, if you will, uh, because I still hadn't quite come around understanding how it is that we could have police without the government, you know, this monopoly that we're used to from the government. I, I couldn't understand how it could work without them. And The Market for Liberty really helped open my eyes to that. I liked it so much. I, I talked to the publisher of it. Uh, and uh, was was able to come to an agreement where they allowed me to turn it into an audio book, and we've been publishing that ever since for free over at book.freekeen.com or book.freetalklive.com. Uh, I think we'll take you there too. And uh, it's a great book. It really goes into the details of how private uh, justice systems might work, so not just the police but also the courts. And the real trick is getting from here to there. I mean I think we can all look at the issue of – protection services and agree that if we didn't have a monopoly, we'd have better service. We'd have uh, police becoming more accountable for their actions. If they arrest the wrong person, they'd be fully liable uh, for that. If they hurt somebody that was completely unnecessary for them to hurt, they'd be held liable for those things. If they were actual companies who were being hired to provide a job or to provide services, and if they were companies that were being hired, then they wouldn't be out arresting people for peaceful things. They would actually be out protecting folks. I think people are scared, are scared of the idea of giving um, you know companies the uh, power to arrest, and that is uh, because you already have bounty hunters today. 
Indeed. I mean, you know, bounty hunters essentially, once a warrant has been issued or whatever it is, they go, they go and they, at times, I mean, some, some bounty hunters just wait right around for the cops to catch people and then collect. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll go and they'll get somebody. Essentially, they do their own arrests. I but, mean, we have private schools, you know, and you can get vouchers for private schools. So would it be possible to have vouchers for private police, for, the, for people who aren't, can't afford, you know, maybe something like this, get a little bit of their tax money back? Well, I don't know how you know. I don't know how well that proposal would fly over. Maybe it would be more, a, you know, a step in the right direction. Maybe people would be more likely to accept something like that. To me, it seems like vouchers confuse an issue and make it more complicated instead of less complicated. Uh, it would seem to me that the best step toward this process would be to make it so that funding of the current governments are completely voluntary. In which case, then. There's no immediate punishment for someone who decides, yeah, I don't like the way the police are behaving. I'm going to not pay them now. And right. instead, they could take their money and invest it in some other sort of police organization that could come up. And as long as there's no monopoly on policing, then it would be fine for someone to start a competing policing agency uh, or competing protection service provider or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but right now, if you do that, you may be considered a competing criminal gang, and they will probably put right, you in jail. Right. I think that- – Wikipedia says some perceived disadvantages are the possibility of criminals setting up their own firms, misuse of surveillance devices, the proliferation of weapons. Well, criminals setting up their own firms is not going to fly because as a customer, you get to audit uh, the companies that you do, you know, that you're dealing with. And if you aren't satisfied with your the company you're dealing with, or if word comes out that they're running some sort of a scam or whatever, they're done for. Whereas right now, you do have criminals running the operation. Right, and if <laughs> we're all we've got. we're all beholden to the same rules, then it's not like you could have criminals who are breaking the rules, taking advantage of everyone. Because if we're all beholden to the same rules, then that that's not going to fly. Whatever legal system de- would develop in a free society is not going to fly. And I think replacing police with whatever security people need isn't going to uh, – it's not going to look anything like police now. It's The tools would be totally different. They would be harm reduction as, as, as opposed to like escalating. We'd have peace officers as opposed to these uh, kind of drone-like law enforcement officers who – well, you know, constantly parroting lines like, well, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing what I'm told. Instead, you'd have peace officers who come onto a scene and instead of looking to take somebody away in handcuffs, look for ways to, as you say, de-escalate the situation, maybe separate people, get the person out of the situation, but not necessarily take them to a cage. So if you get a bar fight, for instance, a peace officer would show up. Try to mediate it, and if it, you know, it seemed like these people needed to be separated for good, or if the bar said get that guy out of here, they would remove the person from the premises and let them know, look, you don't don't come back here tonight. And exactly. Because if they behave badly, then the comp- then competition would drive them out of business, right? I mean, they'd have a bad reputation. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah, there could be like entire societies where if you act a certain way, you are not welcome in like you know. This this group, we you know, we only have security that goes so far. And so it requires everyone to act peacefully. So if you're going to act that way, then you need to go somewhere where there's higher security or you're going to have to find someone that will take you. And probably the only place that will take you is somewhere that's going to have those kind of security measures so that they can keep an eye on you. And it could it could be kind of like a jail, but it wouldn't be the sadistic kind of jail that or prisons that we see now. It would be well, again, because customer service uh Intensive, right? Because prisons could be in competition as well for uh, for prisoners, and so therefore they could offer the best conditions uh, to the prisoners, and the prisoners could 
in theory, choose uh, which in which jail they are held or in which prison they are held. And again, I think that only the only people who should be going to a cage are the people that are actual dangers to other human beings and you know unrepentant about it and unwilling to make good to their to their victims and and those sorts of people. So there's so much that could be changed about the current system. Unfortunately, it's also the most difficult part to uh, to change because people have it in their minds. Well, it's the way it's always been, so it must always be right. this but way. But actually, police are a relatively new. Th- uh, 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 I mean, 1850s is when police forces were actually created. I mean, the first one was in London. Wow. Seth, if you've got further questions or objections or the things you might like to be addressed on this issue, you're welcome to stick with us and bring it back. 855-450-FREE. I think it's a really important issue. It's one that really took me a while to grasp. When I first read The Market for Liberty, I didn't quite get it. I had to read through it a second time to really start to have the ideas stick. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is where you can go to enjoy a variety of features. And we give them away so you don't have to pay a dime for the site. Though if you'd like to support Free Talk Live, you may do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that 3 bucks in and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners, uh, internet listeners on board with the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or use your Visa or MasterCard right on our website at amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, forum, podcast, and more. Once again, that's amp. .freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. It's freedomsphoenix.com. So we've been talking about – we'll get to the sugar thing here in a bit, but uh, the sugar drinking age proposal. We've been talking about the police, and a gentleman called in uh, just a moment ago, dropped off the line there during the break, but had some good questions about market policing, uh, taking what we have today and getting away from this monopoly on police and moving towards a a marketplace where we can actually choose the protection providers that are most valuable to us, where the marketplace decides what are the best services, what is it that we're looking for, what, what what kind of protection services do we want. Well, that's what you'll get when the market is providing them, as opposed to this 
one-size-fits-all government system where people calling themselves legislators come up with uh, laws basically designed to you know get them elected and make them look tough on crime when all they're doing is really just destroying people's rights and hurting peaceful people, as we heard earlier with the young ladies being arrested at the bowling alley just for enjoying a, a beer at age 20. Uh, these are the sorts of things that uh, wouldn't be happening in, in a society in which I would like to live. I would not want to have uh, so-called protection services putting people in cages who have not harmed anyone else. And I think that I'm not alone in that particular viewpoint. I doubt very many 20-year-olds 20, 20 would also like uh, to continue those laws as well. So there are a number of laws out there that are hurting peaceful people. And when the police are accountable for their actions, which they're not today, there's, there's no accountability for the police today. It's all just – if there, it seems like there's accountability. It just means you haven't looked into it. It just means you haven't tried to, to hold them accountable. I suppose there's you know, some accountability, but it isn't sufficient accountability. It's yeah. not sufficient enough to change behavior. Yeah. They're not responsible right. for their actions. They um, know they can do anything, just almost, about. almost anything, and get away with it, including murder. So speaking of murder, let's take a look at this well, story. Killing is in their job description to some extent. Um, they'll often get in trouble for sexual uh, you know, dalliances and, and that kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. not in the job description, but killing is. So let's look at this story about this boy that, w- that uh, had autism, and I say had because he's been murdered by the police at this point. Uh, and, and think about, as you're hearing this story, think about how would this have been different had these police officers who'd responded to this call from the family, had they been actually hired by the family and were under some sort of an agreement, like some kind of a contract. Because when you, when you hire a company, you're under a Usually an agreement of some sort. You're, they're providing you a service. There's some sort of a service agreement, some kind of a contract that goes with that. With the police, you don't know what you're going to get. You call the police, some hothead might show up, or maybe you would get lucky and get somebody who's actually shows some sort of human compassion toward right. your son with autism. You could very well get the, you know, the, the very best cop in town that does a degree, really great job. I mean, I've had, I've had good experiences with police that have uh, responded to calls in, in the past for me. Calumet City, Illinois. Police in Calumet City were defending their actions, of course they were, Wednesday after officers shot and killed a 15-year-old boy who has a form of autism after he threatened them with a knife. Stefan Watt's family said that is not going to go well, man. suffered from Asperger's syndrome, a high-functioning form of autism and attention deficit disorder. As CBS 2's Susanna Song and WBBM News Radio's Steve Miller report, they claimed the boy was only holding a butter knife. Police would describe it in their reports as a kitchen knife. The deadly encounter happened at the boys' home in Calumet City. Calumet City Police You've got to have mental health issues if you're holding the butter knife on a cop. <laughs> uh, Calumet City Police Chief Edward Gilmore said the boy cut a police officer through his shirt sleeve with the kitchen knife. He says, I think that they did everything they possibly could to avoid this. Really? We'll find out about that. It's unfortunate that he yeah, says... I want to hear more about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still on the fence, I'm afraid. It's unfortunate, he says, that we had to get to this situation. As CBS 2's Suzanne Lemino reports, Lemino reports, Stefan's mother, Danielene Powell-Watts, arrived at the police station in Calumet City on Wednesday shortly before police held a news conference to discuss the shooting. She was screaming, livid and inconsolable, after her son was killed. She was furious that the officers used deadly force against her son this time, rather than subduing him with a stun gun. She says, they shot my son, she yelled at officers as she was at officers as she was blocked from entering the uh, police station. Every last one of you know my son has autism. 
Gilmore said police have been called to the home ten times since 2010 to deal with the boy. Stefan's father called police again on Wednesday morning after the teen had become aggressive. Gilmore said we tried to do everything, and this is the、uh, police chief. Says we tried to do everything we could to keep him from being a victim, as he was an offender. He chose to be an offender, said Gilmore. The chief, pl-、uh, the chief said police were called to the home to get Stefan under control, as they had been before, but that didn't work. He said when he slashed the officer's arm, the officer felt his life was in jeopardy, and he had nothing else to do but to defend himself. Stefan's family said police have used a stun gun on him in the past. She said they didn't have to murder him. This is nothing but murder, and they shoot to kill. He had a butter knife, and my husband said that he lunged at the police officer. Stefan's uncle said the police had subdued his nephew with stun guns previously, saying they didn't have to shoot him. They could have tasered the child. He's only 14 years old. They could have tasered him like they did before, took him to the hospital, and he would have been fine. And that's what I want to know: Why couldn't they do that to him so he could still be breathing with us right now? Police chief said a stun gun wasn't used because the lead officer didn't have one. Five officers responding to the Watts home after Stefan's father called the police, according to Gilmore. Two entered the house, heading into the basement where they found Stefan, and one of those two officers did have a stun gun with him, but the other one didn't, and he was standing in front of the other guy, I guess. So、eh, let's shoot the kid to death. Unfortunately, today when he slashed the officer's arm, the officer felt his life was in jeopardy. They already printed. Do you have that a picture、once. of this knife? No, they are not.、Uh, that information has not been revealed at this point. So you know, I, I might if, if this was、on. my son that was killed, I might bring the knife that I'm calling a butter knife. Well, presumably that knife would have been co-、uh, collected as evidence. It's, it's possible.、Uh, both officers have been placed on paid administrative leave, and Dr. Louis Kraus, professor and section chief of child and adolescent psychiatry, questioned whether deadly force was really necessary. He said that with everything they've done before, they should have known before going in what they were dealing with, and you know the goal really should have been to have gotten this child to a hospital. And I think that if these people were hired by the family, they would have behaved with more caution, and they would have come in knowing exactly what. The situation was. I think it's a little strange because I've researched a little bit into Aspergers, and it doesn't usually. Most children with Aspergers aren't violent, or people with Aspergers, it doesn't make you violent. Well, and ADD.、Uh, well, Aspergers is a continuum. Autism is a continuum. I mean, you know, you have high functioning aus-、um, uh, autism. Aspergers is a form of high functioning autism. You have、uh, people that might be even borderline Aspergers.、Uh, my, my, my co-host here is a good example.、Um, you've got <laughs> people that that are they can't even communicate. They can't even. Wait,、speak. did you just say Ian has? Autism? Oh, Ian's、uh, got relationship I'm, issues. I'm sure we all have a little autism. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I think we're all weird. I agree. I don't know. It's an umbrella term, and it seems it like、is. yeah, they just. I'm sure if we, if if any one of us went to a psychiatrist or a psychologist and said, "I think I might have autism. Here are my um whatever. Here are my symptoms." They'd be like, "Yep, you have a little bit of autism." I、exactly. went for ADD. A girlfriend was、uh, pushing me to you know to go to the doctor for ADD one time. I went in.、Uh, psychiatrist gave me a prescription for something. I don't even know what it was.、Uh, first visit,、mm-hmm. um, you know. Wow. Here, yeah, I, take I, this. Kid. I took that stuff for three days, and I'm like, if this is what the real world is like, I'm not、Woo! interested. I was really、so、foggy. All right, eight five five four fifty three. The toll free number. More about this shooting here in moments, and how would it have been handled if we had market police? It's free talk live. Your thoughts are welcome.
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site there, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and archives are included. You can go and download as much as you would like, going all the way back to late 2006, all for free at freetalklive.com. Once again, freetalklive.com plus the Bitcoin. You can uh, contribute to Free Talk Live with the Bitcoin uh, with our tip jar. Go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to get more information about that and how to do it. Uh, bitcoin.freetalklive.com. If you want to learn more about Bitcoins, you can go to weusecoins.com. And if you want to get some Bitcoins, Crypto Exchange. Uh, the other banner is at uh, bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's the fastest safest and easiest way to buy and sell your bitcoins uh, they've got 24-hour customer services all you have to do is click the live support link at the top it's crypto exchange and you can see their banner at bitcoin.freetalklive.com the officers in the case that we're talking about here the 15 year old autistic boy shot to death in his basement for ostensibly rushing at a police officer with an alleged butter knife uh, shot to death the two officers are on paid administrative leave pending the investigation which, of course, the police are already defending them in this case. So I'm pretty sure the investigation is going to come up that the police are completely uh, innocent and that uh, they'll get put back on the streets very soon in order so they can shoot someone else. According to an expert on autism, Louis Krauss, or Louis Krauss, a professor and section chief of child and adolescent psychiatry at Rush University Medical Center, he questioned whether deadly force was necessary in this case and said that they should have known what they were dealing with. They've been to this house a dozen times almost before. Uh, they've had to deal with the same boy and, you know, similar situations. You think situations. the family would, uh, you know, come up with a system? I mean, you know, for one, I can tell you that uh, you know, this seems like a family that's using the services of the police far too often, in my Yeah, opinion. that seems weird. Uh, my son freaks out, so we just call the police. The police come in and tase him? Or what did they say they usually use? They said they have tased him in the past. He may or may not always be to the point where he needs to be subdued. Uh, but yeah, they're clearly using the police for kind of medical purposes in this in this case. If you call people with guns to take care of your problems, they may use the guns to take care of their problems. That's if why. If you I'm... call a carpenter about your problem, he may use a hammer to fix your problem. Right. If you call a logger to fix your problem, he may use a chainsaw to fix your problem. I mean, I don't understand. I, I, you know, I mean, this this is some really bad choices uh, all the way through. It seems like no, no I don't- doubt about it. We know better than the call of the police, but we've read story after story after story. A lot of people don't know better than the call of the police. They believe that they pay for a service and that the police are out there to help people, and that uh, that they'll just they can call the police to to assist them in a, in a situation. I and- think that the police are out there to help people. They just don't 
don't have responsibility for their actions. If no, they a, don't. If a carpenter was called and he hit this kid in the head with a hammer, he would be liable. If a yes. private security agency was called and they, instead of tasering this kid or tackling him or whatever, they pulled a gun and shot him in his kitchen for holding a butter knife. And I don't know for certain. I want to see this knife, first off. Um, you know, I mean, is this kid so crazy he picked up a butter knife against a cop and cut his wrist, his uh, arm with it? The police claim he cut through the officer's clothing. Yeah, and butter knives don't do that. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm really... But cops lie, too, so they could have just cut so the clothing. Do, so, uh, yeah, so do normal people. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, I want to see video. I, I want to see something about this. I'm really I'm concerned about what I'm hearing here. But I think it's a little... I, I'm unsurprised. I think it's a little... Uh, strange to hold the child somehow responsible, just Mark, because, I mean, for one thing, they're claiming that he has some kind of mental disorder. I don't know. I, I would have to like, I, I can't, I guess I can't meet him now. But um, yeah, I mean, who who knows what's going on with this kid? But when children, you have, you have a child and this I know that Jack probably okay. doesn't freak out. Uh, like, you know, maybe he will when he's older. Okay. But, this is a young man, okay? Let's... Right. But, you know, if he is some, if he's not very good at handling when he gets upset and he lashes out and freaks out, and this is how he's been acting in the past, and in the past his parents call the police and then they use something on him that hurts really bad and puts him out, then that's what he's trying to avoid. Right. And in fact, you uh, what you just brought up addresses what the expert here on autism has to say next. He says, what we know is... That when they, meaning autistic children, get anxious, probably more commonly than they tip uh, than the typical person when they. By the way, CBS News's copy editing is the worst I have ever seen of mainstream media. I am having to edit out some of these uh, mistakes that their copy <laughs> editors make. They they copy paragraphs more than once. There's words that uh, that shouldn't be in there. The actual uh, copy says here probably more commonly than they typical person <laughs> when they get anxious. They Indeed. might. Yeah. They, uh, they might lash out, not with the intention of doing harm, but simply because of how frightened they are. Now, who listening to this radio show has ever felt frightened or intimidated by a police officer? Sure. Now, mm-hmm. take that and amplify it times 10 or whatever because you're an autistic boy and you don't really understand maybe exactly what's going on and that there's these men there and they look pretty intimidating. They're standing with their arms on their hips and, uh, you know, they, 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 the cops are not necessarily going to show up at a scene like this and be the most uh, compassionate, uh, helpful people. Well, one thing's for certain. You cannot beat mental illness out of somebody. I mean, I understand getting frustrated. I, I understand getting frustrated when dealing with somebody who has mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I think, frankly, that we all have mental health issues. Um, but you just you simply cannot beat them out of people. And the idea that the parents kept calling the police to take care of this really bothers me. I mean, it sounds to me it, 10 calls. Was it in the last year since 2010? This kid needed to be in a home. In Maybe a home? so, Mark. Maybe so. I don't know if that means they can afford a home. Or they need to buy their own taser. If they think that tasing the kid is is the way to deal with the problem, then buy your own taser. Yeah, but then what? Then you're liable for uh, for, child abuse or something like that. What if if all his problems with his mental health derive from his parents' treatment of him in the first place? I don't know. That will not be an issue any longer. I mean, that's just uh, speculation, but it seems like parents' treatment of their kids can end up in this kind of like weird mental health 
state of unease. Who, who knows what really is going on with this family Can't, and what was going on behind closed doors. But I, I get what you're saying, Mark. But on the other hand, I also understand why people wouldn't want to necessarily deal with a, a situation like that because they've probably heard the stories of parents trying to discipline their children and being punished for it by the system. So figured, you know, that maybe they figured, well, since we, we're, it's too risky for us to do something here, let's just call the police in and, you know, hope that they handle the situation. And previous interactions with the police had resulted in the child being alive. So they had, you know, previous experience that probably led them to believe that if they just called the cops, they're going to show up and, you know, taser their son and then they wouldn't be liable for the tasering and the cops certainly wouldn't be liable and their son would be all right and they'd move on. You know, it was 10 times over basically a, uh, at least a year, if not two. And... So I agree with you, Mark. Yeah, there would have been a better way to handle this, but maybe they didn't see that path. Maybe yeah. they, they maybe they're not aware of but it. Then why are the cops responsible for their actions? If the parents aren't responsible for their actions, they are the front line in the this. The cops uh, are responsible for killing this boy. They're the ones that pulled the trigger. The of course, parents that's why. called people with guns to solve I get their problems. It, Mark, but maybe they didn't know who else they could call. Plus, when you call nine one one, you can't exactly tell them, no, no, don't bring the cops. Just send the ambulance. They'll send them all. Did they send the ambulance? It wasn't made clear. But there were several cops that uh, that had shown up in this particular case. Now, let's look real quick at the idea of what to do or wh- how this would be different in a marketplace situation. Well, in a marketplace, you would presumably have different providers of service. And one of those service providers may have some sort of a mental health division where they have people on who are professionals at handling situations like this, where if you've got an autistic child or somebody who's similar to this, you can call these folks and they will send people who know what the hell they're doing rather than some schmoes that just got out of the police academy or, you know, have been used to dealing with drunks and, and people like that their, their whole careers. You get people that show up that are coming from a point of compassion rather than a point of compliance. And and you have them arrive on the scene with the tools that they will be will will be necessary to handle that situation. So the maximum level of force they could use would be a taser or something like that. They wouldn't even have a gun uh, on them. And I in doubt a they would like even that. need it. I would. I see it like I don't know if you guys have ever seen this show, but have you ever watched The Dog Whisper? I have not. Caesar, yes. and he comes in, and people have these crazy dogs that try to bite people, yeah. and they're just out, unhinged. Just, yeah, it's like other people will just shoot the dog. He comes in, and not only does the dog act differently because of the way he reacts towards it, hmm. he totally changes the way. Like every, I know that b- children are not dogs, but what I'm saying well, is, I think that there's uh, behavioral issues. With, I I think that there's a lot of comparison could, between yeah. pets and children. They could teach the the parents how to deal with their children, as opposed to just coming in and fixing the problem and say call us in a week when he does it again. Yeah. Great point. The Somebody- nanny does the same thing. Uh, there's uh, the super nanny. The super nanny does the same thing with uh, with kids to some extent. Great point to you know help educate these parents as to ways to handle this, whereas instead the cops just show up, take the kid, and, and you know move on. Uh, 855-450-FREE, but now he's dead, and likely no one will be held responsible. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your super tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And again, join us over at freetalklive.com. You get to control the content of the site. You find something online that you'd like to share with other Free Talk Live listeners, well, all you have to do is go and submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. Then other listeners can vote on it, whether they like or dislike it. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning more listeners will be able to see it. So uh, head on over and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Let's jump right into your calls. Jeff is listening in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Jeff. Uh, I wanted to... I wanted to call in on the uh, last subject discussed, which was uh, calling the police on your children. Sure. Um, this subject is one that, I mean, happens to, I mean, just particularly piss me off. I grew up in a home, um, you know, I was always uh, diagnosed um, bipolar and also ADHD and uh, had some problems throughout my uh, younger years. Um, for some reason, my mom thought it was a great idea to load me up, you know, with medication. And if I didn't want to listen to her, you know, she told me to clean my room and I didn't want to. That was the first step she took was to call the police. Um, Can I ask you a question, Jeff? Yes. Do you believe that you had bipolar disorder or ADHD? No, no, I do not believe in pharmaceuticals in any way whatsoever. Do you uh, believe that in those disorders? Or that they are disorders? Um, I believe that they probably exist. I believe that they are probably highly over, um, uh, what do we call it? Over-diagnosed? Yes, over-diagnosed. Well, Mark, you said you walked into some doctor's office on your girlfriend's recommendation, and in the first visit he had cut you a prescription for something that made you really uh, depressed or whatever. The foggy, I think is the right term, Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I grow up, you know, now, and, and I have little kids of my own. I've got two children of my own, mm-hmm. and I could never even imagine doing something like that to my kids. Well, you said that so, your your mom called um, the police on you when you were... On, on, on multiple occasions. I, I got quite a juvenile record because of my mother. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the charge is incorrigible, and they will arrest kids <laughs> for that. Incorrigible. Uh, is that a yes. violation, a misdemeanor? What is that? And I, I guess it, you know, it's a juvenile level offense. Juvenile. So I guess you know it probably equates to a to a misdemeanor. I've 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 spent up to a week in jail because of it, and, wow. and spent a lot of time on house arrest and and uh, uh, you know things of that nature. So my mom and I, we really have uh, difficulty having any kind of a of a loving relationship to this day. I was going to ask you, like, did she ever apologize to you? You know, she, she never really did. I have two younger brothers. I have one that's six years younger than me mm-hmm. and one that's 10 years younger than me. And neither one of them have ever been medicated. And neither one of them have ever had the police called on them by my parents. Wow. So I, I think that they probably learned that that was the wrong direction to take things. Are you saying that you, you but, live with your parents now and that they see your children? No, I didn't. No, I live. I live. Uh, I live by myself. <laughs> what do you I'm, think I'm they should have done? Now. Like, what, what do you think? What was the most? What's the best way to handle a situation where your child might be in danger, or perhaps endangering themselves, and you don't know what to do? 
Well, um, I, you know, I never threatened to endanger myself or endanger anybody else. That's the problem. I was just a, a rebellious kid. And, and you know, all... So it was, uh, was more like know, you just weren't listening. Time. You just weren't doing as you were told, that kind of thing? Exactly. And, and looking back on, on, on everything, you know, and, and, and starting from a young age, I, I was part of the, the, the Ritalin craze that, you know, I, you know, if a kid doesn't listen, he needs Ritalin, and that's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I spent, I, I mean, it got to a point where they were pumping me so full of medication that it was throwing me into seizures when I was a child. So, um, you know, I have, a, I have a great deal of, of, of uh, disdain for, for, you know, treating your treating your child that way. And I could never, ever do that to my kids. I'll never put my, my kids on any medicine. I would never think of calling the police on my children. Looking back, probably what would have helped me is just having somebody to talk to, having a parent that cared about me that could talk to me. Wow. I know. I mean, do you think it's that they don't care, didn't care, or that they just didn't know how to do this? I mean, you know, so many people have issues with authority. You know, they're, you're sick, you go to a doctor. You do what the doctor says. And, um, I mean, you can see it day in and day out in our, our daily lives, how people can be around authority figures. Well, you know, and, and frankly, the authority figures enterprise on that. Well, I mean, so many parents work on, uh, they get, they think that just threatening their kids is going to work. And when threatening your kids with spanking or whatever kind of tools are using, grounding or taking their allowance away, they, now some parents are like, well, I'm going to call the police on you. And see, that's like like now, you know, with my children, my uh, my daughter is six. I'm I'm 26 now, and and I mean, I did have kids at a pretty young age, but I, you know, I'm very close to my children, and I and I try to maintain a a close friendship, a close relationship. So you know, when I tell them to do something and they don't want to listen to me, I can let them know that they're hurting me by not listening to me, mm-hmm. and they don't want to hurt me, so they'll 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 do what I want them to do. I think that is the completely like most mature, proper response to dealing with your kids as opposed to what these other parents uh, may think is, is good. Jeff, thanks for calling and sharing the story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL, CAI toll free line. Sorry that it uh, ended up being a crappy life uh, for you growing up, but at least the good side of it is you know what not to do to your kids. Well, he learned from it. A lot of people don't learn from the mistakes their parents made, and they do exactly what their parents this did. true. Your thoughts are welcome. Your experiences, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So let's get back to this other uh, news here because some people are very concerned about children drinking too much sugar, sugary drinks. And one scientist has a proposal. Yes, this is from io9.com. Sure, sugar's bad for you. io9.com? I, letter I, letter O, and then number 9.com. Interesting. All right. Sure, sugar's bad for you, but should we establish a drinking age for sugary sodas? According to UC San Francisco pediatric endocrinologist Robert Lustig, the answer, the answer is emphatically yes. He says that added sweeteners have health effects comparable to alcohol and tobacco and should be regulated accordingly. And because regulating tobacco and alcohol has worked really, yes, it's really worked well. Really well. 
You know, I mean, uh, somebody can point to the regulations on tobacco and say, well, look, we have fewer people smoking than we did before. I think that it is more accurate to point to the campaigns against smoking that have come on. The information. Yeah, the the information and the commercials that have taken away the mystique behind smoking. I'm not of the opinion that that 15-year-olds today are somehow wiser than 15-year-olds of 20 years ago. I think that, you know, to some extent, the cool has been sucked out of smoking and that's mm-hmm. that didn't come from the law uh, as a matter of fact i would say just the opposite it came from it came from education and, and advertising lustig and his colleagues argue that the state should selectively block access to sugar using some pretty stiff rules for years lustig has advocated against added sugar specifically sweeteners in, that include fructose. In recent opinion, in a recent opinion piece, Lustig and his colleagues Laura A. Schmidt and Claire D. Brandis pointed that pointed out that fructose and other sugars can cause liver toxi- toxicity aqu- among chronic disease. Now, look, I'm no health expert, I, but I I thought I heard fructose was the better of the sugars because it was more natural or whatever because it comes from fruit. Well, was sugar, it fructose or high fructose. High fructose corn syrup is, from what I've read. Worse than sugar, but sugar is, in general, pretty bad for your body. But they didn't say high fructose corn syrup in there. It just said fructose, right? Well, in their quote, it says, um, basically, if international bodies are truly concerned about public health, they must consider limiting fructose and its main delivery vehicles, the added sugars, high fructose corn syrup, and sucrose, which pose dangers to individuals and society as a whole. <laughs> so fructose is what's contained in peaches or... Fruits. Uh, yeah, b- berries. Right. Yeah. Um, now, I, you know, I mean, I couldn't say why, uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of bad things to be said about sucrose and uh, and, and high fructose corn syrup. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm a scientist. I have no idea. I'm just listening to what's being said here. And I'm a little stunned like you are, Ian. Well, let's hear more in a moment uh, from this uh, control freak uh, scientist. 855-450-FREE. I wish you'd just stay in the lab. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on the air here. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you will find there. Again, freetalklive.com. You can control the content of the site. You can get interactive with other listeners. Uh, We have our chat room built into the same page as the webcam over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's all free, of course. Cam.freetalklive.com. We talked about Carlos Miller earlier tonight. If you missed that uh, portion of the program, it's the first hour. You can always download the podcast later at freetalklive.com. But we've been talking a lot about Carlos recently because he's one of the guests of honor at the upcoming Liberty Forum coming up here in, oh, I don't know, about three weeks from today, the 23rd through the 26th. 
that is going to be here before you know it. It's not too late to get your tickets. In fact, you can still save 10% with coupon code FTL2012 at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Again, coupon code FTL2012 to save 10% at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We're all going to be there. You're going, yes. right, Ellie? Yes. Okay. And Mark and I have been there for the last several years. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live, and we'll be talking with interesting folks like Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime. He was just arrested this week in Miami for doing his job, uh, which is being a photographer. Jody Emery's uh, going to be there as well. She's no stranger to arrests, as her uh, friend or uh, friend for life, uh, Mark Emery, her husband, is uh, in federal prison on uh, federal seed distribution charges, basically. And so she's no stranger to that. She'll be talking about her experience, I'm sure, and uh, the Cannabis Culture magazine, the stuff that they're up to up in uh, Vancouver. Peter Schiff, the uh, world-famous investment advisor, is going to be there, one of the keynote speakers. Also, uh, the other keynote guy, Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. So everything from self-sufficiency to the economy to civil disobedience, uh, inside the system activism. There's going to be a tour of the State House on Thursday. There's going to be activism happening uh, during the weekend. Rumor has it there might actually be a TSA visit uh, where people will take off some clothes and go and protest and do some outreach at the TSA checkpoint. So I thought you were saying the fun. TSA was visiting Liberty Forum. I was like, whoa. No, we'll be visiting them, <laughs> carpooling over and having having fun there at uh, the airport. So uh, that might be happening. There's also a rumor about a 420 celebration to reprise what happened two years ago when multiple activists were arrested. And uh, the, it was a crazy situation with Nashville PD coming out with barking dogs and uh, really intimidating atmosphere so that may uh, we'll see what happens with that so there could be arrests there could be and, and there's definitely going to be a lot of fun uh, at the liberty forum and remember you don't have to leave the hotel if you don't want to go out to the 420 thing nobody's going to force you to that's completely outside yeah, i'm not going it's completely outside of the liberty forum's official schedule no thanks because activists will organize themselves they'll do their own thing uh, in fact, there's frequently, and I haven't confirmed it for this year, but I can't imagine why it wouldn't happen. It's happened at every year previous. The Alternative uh, Alternatives Expo also usually happens during the Liberty Forum. So in the same hotel, there's sort of a competing, uh, a friendly competing convention. There's a, a little version of the Liberty Forum with completely different topics, a little bit more out there kind of discussions, but some people really, really like the discussions. Oh, I go to the Alternative Expo every single time. Um, you know, they, they, they focus on alternative energy and, self, and a self-sufficient lifestyle, which I find very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the last time they were talking about interior, make them yourself uh, thermal windows. And, you know, mm. I made a few of them and I thought it was very, very interesting. It's very interesting. So, yeah, we'll let you know as more uh, develops, as the the event comes up. But right now, it's still time for you to get your tickets and get on board, even if you can't make it for the whole thing. If you're going to be in the New England area on that particular weekend, again, the 20, uh, 23rd through the 26th, if, we, if you can just make it for a day, come up. It's worth it just to meet the people. That's what it's all about, is to meet hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people. They're all going to be hanging out in the same hotel. There's going to be everything from luncheons to banquet dinners to after-hours parties, speechifying, panel discussions, and a lot of networking with a lot of really interesting, great activists, people that are actually – that care enough about liberty that they've moved to New Hampshire to get active as part of the Free State Project. Those folks are going to be there, and people who are considering a move to New Hampshire, maybe on 
the fence about the whole Free State Project idea. If you're on the fence, this is a great time to come up and visit New Hampshire and meet some of these very people who are really standing up for freedom and making a difference. So, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Uh, Allie, you're sharing with us a story from io9.com. It is about a scientist from some university who has uh, come out and said, this sugar stuff is really dangerous. We need to have regulations. What's he proposing? He's saying to restrict sugar, uh, we should have taxes on sweetened fizzy drinks, soda, other (laughs) other sugar-sweetened beverages, for example, juice, sports drink, and chocolate milk, and sugared cereal. Uh, In addition, they advocate that we reduce the availability of sugar, particularly to children. This restriction restriction would make it more difficult for vending machines to sell sweetened drinks and sugary snacks in schools and workplaces, uh, building on already existing regulations that have removed sodas from some schools. Uh, now, um, you know, he would just he just suggested that fructose is a problem. And, you know, my wife doesn't like apple juice for whatever reason. She feels it's just sugar water. Um, but, you know, lots of, of people give what's that? <laughs> well, if you buy apple, I mean, I think if you just buy apple juice from, you know, just the kind of the store or whatever, if you're not buying, you know, fresh squeezed uh oh. This Apple lady went or... organic once uh, once she had a kid, as uh, so many do. Um, but, you know, I mean, I mean, these are actual apples that are juiced, uh, you know, in the apple juice that uh, that she might get at uh, the stores at which she shops. But, uh, you know, she chooses not to do that um, because but I mean, you know, what about apple juice? This guy's not mentioning apple juice. He's saying sodas are a problem. But lots of no, people he said give juices. Them- yeah, there should well, be a tax says, on juices. Yeah, there should be a tax on juices and chocolate. Oh, I thought milk. it was fizzy drinks. Well, that yeah, too. that okay. too. All I'm sorry, of it. I missed it. Anything he with, hates sugar. Right, anything that's sweet. Maybe no we go. should. Maybe no. Maybe no fruit either. Maybe you're right, Mark. State should apply. This is from him. State should apply zoning ordinances to control the number of fast food outlets and convenience stores in low-income communities, and especially around schools. Control convenience stores. Because we he don't hate, want convenience. My gosh. Right. Because he thinks poor people are making the wrong decisions. Well, some of them they are. May, they certainly, yeah, but there's rich people making the wrong decisions, too. Right. Well, don't take away the things they're actually choosing. If they're choosing things that we think are undesirable, well, keep in mind that for them, the alternatives aren't any better. So why don't we let people make their own decisions for themselves? Oh, they will. <laughs> right. Whether or not that's it's made illegal or it's taxed, they'll continue to buy the cigarettes. As we've seen, cigarette taxes continue to go up and poor people keep buying them. Uh, and you're right, Mark. Uh, rich people do make poor decisions as well. It's just that they can afford to, right? Because they can afford to go to the hospital. They can afford to pay the extra taxes. Whereas these taxes, if they put a tax on soda and they put a tax on cigarettes, it hurts poor people disproportionately. Yeah, it's not going to stop them from getting what they want. No, it's just going to make them more poor. Poor people smoke cigarettes disproportionately um, in the population. So, and cigarettes are taxed uh, prohibitively. So, what's the? How is this going to work? Other than just giving money to the government? Well, he says we should also be, or we. Sorry. Sweet. That's, he, he does that a lot. He means the government, right? This, yes. The, the state should provide incentives for the establishment of grocery stores and farmers markets. Uh, we should also be limiting the sales. people are interest, dying to get up at 9 a.m. on <laughs> to a go Saturday to morning <laughs> to go peter around. I mean, that's a hobby. I'm sorry, yeah, to, I, you know, I'm sorry to say that the but shopping at the farmer's market is a hobby. It's a lifestyle choice. There's more coming up here. We'll get to there's, there's more suggestions from yes, this guy. He's got more. Uh, what, how he would like to control you and your life. Oh, if only he were in charge, then everything would be perfect. Perfect. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. See, toll-free number 855-450-FREE. Especially want to hear from you if you're someone who believes that sugar should be taxed. And we must do whatever it takes to keep sugar out of the hands of America's youth. At least that's what this scientist guy is saying. Uh, we'll get back into that story here in a moment. 855-450-FREE is the number for you should you like to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. Now, one thing we know is dangerous, without a doubt, uh, is nicotine. Uh, at Smoking. Least yeah, smoking is... Uh, Nicotine's is, a poison, but uh, smoking cigarettes is far more dangerous than, ingest, than the simple ingestment of nicotine uh, through you know, an aerosol into your lungs. Um, good y- point. Yeah. Uh, e-cigarettes will uh, vaporize a, nicotine in a, uh, in, a, in a food-based chemical, and they'll do it, and it's significantly safer. Um, you know, I mean, it, by some, some uh, reconnoiterings here, 22,000 times healthier. Uh, Vaporsmiths.com makes one of the best e-cigarettes on the market today. A pack-a-day smoker will save approximately 120 bucks a month. So, you know, that's other money you can use for, I don't know, sugary drinks, whatever you want. Um, they've got uh, <laughs> better flavors than cigarettes, than that, that delicious mud taste you get from cigarettes. Uh, you can get free shipping on orders over 60 bucks. And a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cardamizers. So you go over there, you purchase 40 cardamizers with coupon code FTL. You'll get a free starter kit. You get a free two free, C, e, free e-cigarettes, free charger, and free shipping. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, vaporsmiths.com. 855-2-GET-VAPOR, vaporsmiths.com. Coupon code FTL. All right. So Ali has been telling us a story from io9.com about a particular scientist who has decided to advocate for all manner of new regulations and taxes and uh, bans and oh, yeah. such. He loves it. He wants to regulate and tax uh, soda and juice and pretty much anything with sugar, fructose. Well, not just taxes. He wants zoning ordinance to control the number of fast food outlets and convenience stores in Low-income communities, for whatever reason, just right? Because you income. can just walk right in there and get yourself a whole cup full of uh, sugary soda pop. I mean, yep. That's dangerous. He's he's got he's trying to protect the poor people, Allie. Well, well, he has other options. He says another option would be to limit sales during school operation or to designate an age limit, such as seventeen, for the purchase of drinks with added sugar, <laughs> particularly soda. Oh God, IDing people for soda pop. He That's says, where this is going. He says, indeed, parents in South Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, indeed. recently took this upon themselves by lining up outside convenience stores and blocking children from ent- entering them after school. Why couldn't a public health wow. directive do the same? <laughs> wow. So he wants like because police be- to be standing there keeping the children the from coming to the convenience store. The parents wanted it, not the public health officials. I That's- love getting out of school and, you know, going and getting a Slurpee. Like, what's wrong with that? I used to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I loved, I would always like, I mean, the the food that they gave in the school was so terrible that after I got out of school, that's all I wanted was like sugar just mounted on me because, you know, I was brain dead after that anyway. I can't handle it now, by the way. Like, I've had a Slurpee as an adult and they're not as good. They're not, like, I can't even get through a full Slurpee. It's true. Sugar's like crack for kids. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, our son, uh, like, I imagine most uh, single children of uh, older doting parents, uh, 
doesn't get a lot of sugar. He didn't have candy for a very long time, but he knows what the word means. Mm. He's gotten a little piece here and a little piece there, uh, you know, special events like Halloween or Pork Fest, and you can get that kid to do anything for candy. <laughs> anything. I mean, Clean the house, Jack. I mean, well, I mean, listen, <laughs> get your smarties. Yeah, that's not going to really work. I mean, he's, he's four. He can't really clean anything. But Later. Yeah, soon. Later on. Well, he probably won't be as motivated by it then. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, I remember when, when I was young, I used to love this stuff. They called it bug juice or something like that. And it was basically super concentrated, so concentrated that it was gel-like uh, liquid sugar. What? And I, I used to eat it, it right. up. And no, it, this is how it was supposed to be. And then I would I would eat it all the time, and then now I can't handle it at, at all. At camp, they had what they call bug juice, and it was basically, you know, the Kool-Aid ripoff, essentially. In prison, they had what they called bug, bug juice, juice yep. and it was saccharin-laced Kool-Aid rip, uh, yeah. you know, that's that's hmm. why they called Maybe it that. Maybe I'm getting the name wrong, but this was like in a bottle, it was small, it was very thick, and it was just sugar, Weird. basically. Yeah. I, I'm guessing you just... You probably drank concentrated bug juice or something. Maybe. Like, maybe you were supposed to dil- uh, dilute it with ice and water. I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> it, it just goes to show how much kids love sugar. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. So yeah. are we done with his proposals or are there more? Uh, I mean, that's that's basically it. He talks about how it won't be easy to regulate sugar. Um, yeah, no kidding. And then they talk about the sugar lobby and how... No kidding. <laughs> he he mentions the sugar lo- lobby and how um, that's going to be something that's going to be difficult to defeat. If it weren't for the sugar lobby, we would have sugar taxes and me IDing people for sugar when they checked out of the grocery store. Can you imagine having to show ID before you buy uh, a Slurpee? Um, no. Yeah. I can't imagine that. <laughs> But uh, you know, I mean, he can apparently. If if this is the this is the road that these kind of things go down. I mean, so smoking is bad for you. Drinking alcohol is bad for you. Sugar is bad for you. I mean, there's a lot of evidence that says that sugar is not good for you. So if you can outlaw and put age restrictions on tobacco and alcohol, why can't you do it with this? Sounds like they're moving in that direction. Let's talk I mean, to Amos. Marijuana hasn't killed anybody, and they've got that restricted. Amos is in Charleston, West Virginia, listening to WVTS. Hello, Amos. Yeah. Hey, how are everybody's doing here? What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I just wanted to say that, well, we had bug juice at Scout Camp back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So it's been around a very long time, but uh seems like some of your, uh, I never really was a big fan of these uh, diet uh, soft drinks until I tried one the other day. It's no calories. It's really good. But Which one was it? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not on the air. You're allowed to say it if we ask you. You were just asked. So what is Burner's it? ginger ale. Oh, in really? a diet. <laughs> Delicious. No calories. Is it aspartame? I don't know. I'll have to look. Some uh, is better than others, I would say, when it comes yeah, to diet sodas. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I could find a, sci- a scientist who wants to outlaw aspartame, too. Probably. Right. Verner's is a pretty good brand, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, like, of, of the ginger ales. one my grandmother always yeah, got. Yeah, it's a yeah. ginger beer, kind of. It's yeah. aged in oak barrels. It's a little closer to ginger beer, but not quite. I would say, uh-huh. it's, I would say it's still an ale, but it's, uh, I would say it's borderline to uh, ginger beer. Yeah. You're talking to some experts on ginger beer here. We, oh, yeah. uh, we're big fans. We've done taste testing on, uh, on ginger beers here <laughs> at the LRN.FM studios. Yeah, up in, up in that area, they have birch beer, I think. They have that, too. Yeah. You don't get too much of down here. So what were you calling about tonight besides sugary drinks? Yeah, uh, the main thing, I really would, I'm really very, I mean, I love your, I want to tell you something. I really, I, 
we probably wouldn't agree on 99% out of the, everything. I'm pretty conservative. But uh, the reason I listen to your show is because I love your style and I love your activism. And, and I, I, I just... Uh, I don't know. I just like your whole approach to everything. And, well, thank uh, you for that. I appreciate it. Now, as a it, conservative who disagrees with a bunch of stuff, what is it that you like? What what activism is like really floats your boat that well, you've heard about? Well, you know, the, well, I'm kind of a conservative activist, mm-hmm. and what I'm I've been in, involved in the anti-abortion movement and so that kind of stuff. And what what I'm what I'm asking, and maybe there are other I think there's other conservatives that call your show too. Yeah, probably uh, is that. Are conservative activists welcome up in New Hampshire as well as liberal activists? Well, first of all, I th- how new are you to the show? Oh, I've been listening to you for I don't know as long as it's been on the uh, sh- on uh, with WVTS. Oh, that's a long time. Right? We've been on VTS for probably about five years now. Yeah. Uh, now I would hope that you picked up by now that there's more to the world than just conservative and liberal. Right. Um, I right. don't I personally. That. I wouldn't tell anyone who's self-labeling as a conservative or liberal to come to New Hampshire. Period. Right. Because right. I want people who are understanding of the ideas of liberty. However, I, I think that there are a lot of exactly. people. I would think that there are a lot of people that label themselves conservatives. They're in fact libertarians that have picked up and moved. I mean, and I think there are people that label themselves as liberals who are also yeah. liberty-minded uh, that uh, that have picked up and moved as well. What matters to me is whether or not someone is willing, and if you'd like, you can stick with us. We can talk more about who, who should come to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, somebody obviously, has, we can't stop anybody from moving to New Hampshire. Obviously, we can't stop you, but uh, there's a certain preference I have, and that is people that understand that in order to be free, you must allow others to be free as well. And that means that you have to allow others to do things you may not agree with, like give their kids soda. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And all the features there are free, so enjoy them. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. You can get uh, banners there for your website. You can download high-resolution graphics with which you can create whatever you'd like. And you can do more than that, too. We've got flyers you can print out and get a free bumper sticker. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Again, promote.freetalklive.com. We had uh, Amos on the line. He dropped off, but he had called in as a, as a self-described conservative. He was wondering, can he move to New Hampshire as well? And I, as you point out, Mark, anybody can move to New Hampshire, but obviously we have preferences as to who we'd like to see move here because there's a little movement called the Free State Project, which just turned 1,000 this, uh, this week. And by 1,000, I mean there are now 1,000 Free State Project participants here in New Hampshire, which is great news because we're trying to get to 20,000. So we are a good chunk of the way there. At least a little chunk. and But it's a big deal because a thousand people to uproot themselves, to take their lives, as you did, Allie, from Alabama, as we did from Florida, as others have done from California and as far away as, uh, as you know, other places in the, in the world, uh, have come here 
in order to be active for freedom. And I know we talk about it a lot on Free Talk Live. That's because we believe in this. I mean, this is this is not just you some don't pick product. up and move for nothing. Right. This is this is a this is not just a product that we that we think is great. This is an idea that we've dedicated our lives to. And uh, and I, I'm so excited. I'm so glad I'm here. And I'm glad that there are great people showing up on a almost seems like a weekly basis across New Hampshire to uh, to get active for liberty in our lifetime. But I want liberty. I don't want conservatism or liberalism. I don't want some Republican or Democrat but whatever talking that means points. to you. You know, right. like I think that you know, if if uh, if what Amos is talking about is conservatism, they mean small government intrusion in people's lives. Yeah, that might be con- that might be the same thing. Well, maybe the, maybe no, what I Ian's... don't want any government intrusion in anyone. Yeah, but that's lives. not what the Free State Project is about. The Free State Project is about creating a government where the max the, or the, creating a society where the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. Right. That doesn't include intrusion. Well, I guess maybe if I was going to, uh, I would agree with Ian. Uh, just, I don't, I wouldn't want someone who is going to write off issues because they see them as liberal issues mm. and they're not going to think critically about but it they just do. because there are free state project members that do that. I know. Okay. And I just, I wish that they would be more open-minded. They're not my friends. Ag- agreed. But that doesn't, they are. doesn't change anything. We're talking about the free state project here and that's what it's about. I mean, I, I think I think it's important just to uh, try to advocate for people to be open minded when they come, because there's been people uh, I've met people who said they used to be activists, but not necessarily for liberty, but for other other things. Like he said, he did. You know, I'm not saying whether or not that's a liberty issue, but the abortion thing. I, I met this one amazing activist who said he used to do activism uh, regarding illegal immigration and that he was really against those illegals and that's what his activism used to be geared towards and now he's changed his mind now he changed his mind and he does amazing activism uh jefferson memorial and lemonade freedom and all that stuff you're talking about eddie free yeah i didn't know if i wanted to out him as used to be no he's talked about (laughs) on the air before in fact he's going to be moving up here as i understand it uh, probably in the springtime so it's certainly possible that the more you hang around liberty-oriented people, the more likely you are to to change your mind on these things. Because once you understand the principles of liberty, it can be difficult to not apply them consistently. Uh, you really have to kind of shut off your critical thinking uh, in order to you know, ignore the blatant in-your-face points of the freedom philosophy will make to you. Uh, but if you can't handle the idea of people living free – you know, if you if you are of the mindset, if you're the kind of conservative who uh, is the kind of person who wants to control your neighbors, Those you will not exist. Fit, you will not fit in here. You will not fit in in the, in the liberty movement here at all. Right. Well, but the t- since there are basically two terms, conservative or liberal, and then I suppose moderate, and many conservatives would call moderates just. Light, liberal light um and all three of those descriptions are usually people that want to control their neighbors so uh, right but i don't know that you can even say that i mean there are lots of libertarian types that do not want to control their neighbor that will self-describe as either conservative or liberal i i agree i think a lot of people are uh really i don't know libertarian but they don't realize it yeah that's and that's in quotations just because i think libertarian is kind of a, a weird word to use but i think I a lot of people uh they call themselves a liberal but it's not because they think that we need to start imposing taxes on people that want to buy sugar they call themselves a liberal because they don't think that people should be arrested for smoking marijuana 
and they're liberal because they don't think that people government should intrude on people in this way. People are conservative because they don't think that taxes should be, you know, so crazy or they don't think, you know, that our gun rights should be intruded upon. So those those are people that can be open to more things the government shouldn't be doing. Well, I didn't say that all liberals and moderates or conservatives are this way, but that's the, you know, that's the the impression I get from a lot of them is that they want to control people. I mean, after all, those are the people that they elect. Uh, those are the people that run for office. Those are the people they get excited about. People are voting for Mitt Romney aren't well, voting for him because he wants when, to roll back government. What most people who are conservatives and liberals and even libertarians haven't figured out is that the government is a poor tool for achieving whatever societal change you want. Because in the, the, the use of this top-down hierarchical – and I'm not saying that we don't need government in this world. But I am saying that the, in the use of the state uh, as a means to, to – to, uh, create change that there are all kinds of unintended consequences uh, by by the, the the good intention folks out there. I mean, obviously, if you're looking at these uh, this uh, in the same way that that we look at it every night, you'll see that these consequences, they, although unintended, are certainly foreseeable. When you use uh, violence, which is what the which essentially governments, as they largely exist in the world today, are. Mm-hmm. Um, their threats against your neighbor. This is why people get so upset about the political process. This is why that's oh that darn Obama. He's a he's a commie and he wants to take all our guns away. Because they know those the gosh darn conservatives. They want to you know their 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 Bibles and their guns because they don't want to be foisted upon. Right? That's why they're so upset. I w- you know you don't care about other people the way they live their lives. You care about what they're going to force you to do. Yep. I, Generally I that's agree. true, but and, there are and, some who do care how others live their lives. You can't use election results as evidence that people uh, love the state because most people don't vote. No, 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 no. Not people. I'm not talking about people on average. I think people on average wouldn't describe themselves as conservative or liberal or anything. They just don't care. Most people are completely apathetic. Use one of those terms. No, I don't think so. I think most people are are apathetic, as Ali pointed out. If you went, I think they probably call themselves Republican or Democrat or liberal conservative, but I don't think they vote, and I don't think they really care too much either. But they might. Might call themselves one or the other based on what their parents told them, what their friends, you know, tend to say or whatever. Right. If you went on a man in the street with a camera and you held a microphone in somebody's face and said, do you self-identify as a conservative, a liberal or a moderate? Well, you'd have to ask they them if they voted say, first. Am I, ap- I am apathetic. You'd have to ask them if they voted first but before you ask them that Just because they self-identify doesn't mean they identify – what they identify as does not have anything to do with voting. Why do you have those two things conflated in your mind? Well, because I made the statement about the people that vote for Mitt Romney aren't voting because they want, you know, freedom. They're not. They're not. They're voting because they. They're not because they're not voting because Mitt Romney's a small government guy. They may be. How could they be? They're voting between. They have a choice in their minds. I mean, the politics, the way they exist. You know, people. There are lots of people out there make all kinds of calculations in their minds about who they vote for and why. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the last election, when you had a choice between John McCain and Barack Obama, who was the most libertarian candidate to vote for? Uh, well, clearly not either of you those didn't people. Get to, no, no, you don't get to pick. You don't get to say, oh, no, not either one of them. <laughs> you have to pick. That doesn't matter. We're Most not talking about 2008. We're talking about now when there's a clear liberty-oriented choice in the race in the name of Ron some Paul. Some people don't believe he can win. Well, I don't care about that, Mark. Clearly, they're not voting for freedom if they're vo- not voting for Ron Paul. Well, they might, be, they might be, in a sense, voting for freedom if they feel like uh, – 
Obama's, ver- they don't realize it's all the same version of government, but if they think Obama's version of government is worse for them and they think that uh, Romney's version of government will be nicer towards them, then all they're trying to do is get Obama out of there. And they don't think Ron Paul, they don't realize that Ron Paul has the support of all the independents and they don't realize right, that Right, but they're Ron only Paul voting would- in favor of themselves. They're not voting for the good of, uh, of everybody else. They're not yeah, voting- but how do you blame them? Everyone's self-interested. That's what voting's supposed to be about, right? Vote well, for I your want, own self-interest. I want everyone to be free. Look, and I, I want don't want to control people. I don't want to control people, and a lot of people do want to control people. Please stop trying to defend these folks. You know they're out there, and there are a lot of them out there who believe that I'm it's okay to control people. Most. Well, you're right, Mark. The, I don't know at, how many of them you there look are, at the, but the it Nolan sure as hell seems chart. like a lot of them. When you look at the Nolan chart and you put people on it, uh, authoritarian is a small segment. I'm more right. optimistic, I think. But you don't have to be a total authoritarian to want to control people, Mark. You can just be a little bit authoritarian. As long as you want to control anybody from doing anything that's peaceful... We're not going to get along very well. Yeah, well, some people would say that uh, you know, controlling people from murder is authoritarian. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com.